Welcome to the Aspen Chapel podcast with Nicholas and Heather Vesey. So we're now coming to the end of this series that I've been doing on the Sermon on the Mount, um, Jesus's main wisdom teaching. Um, we're dealing now really with his concluding remarks, and there are two more to go after this one. And if you want to hear any past ones, uh, you can find them on our website or through the podcast, through iTunes or Google Play. So, as I said before, the, the sermon starts with the Beatitudes, which is a description of that journey that we take throughout our lives uh, from not knowing uh, all the way through to complete acceptance, blessed are the persecuted, where we totally accept our situation. And he makes some comments about the importance of the work that we do in the salt and light passages uh, and shows us how the kingdom works, the idea that uh, that law comes from a non-dual perspective and there's no distinction between heaven and earth. He asks us to love all of creation, including our enemies, and asks us to be true to our own inner calling rather than playing to the gallery. He then shows us how to connect with the divine using the Lord's Prayer and makes the point that we have to be one focused on our approach. You can't serve God and money. So through the sermon, Jesus is giving us pointers about what living in the kingdom means. It's a how-to of living a life filled with love, a philosophy of how to live our lives more skillfully. He then goes on to talk about the importance of keeping the mind in check. We looked at the command not to worry. And last week, uh, we looked at not judging and then having an absolute trust in the world and opening ourselves to the wisdom of the universal mind by asking for help. Jesus now says in the sermon, enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only a few find it. Now, in the Greek version, uh, it uses the word stenos uh, for narrow. And in older versions of the Bible, the King James Version, it's translated as straight, you know, enter through the straight gate. And the meaning is the same as living in straightened circumstances, which means, you know, not having enough money to pay for necessities, being hard up, penniless, the idea of, you know, the artist in the garret. That's straightened circumstances. And also the word, you get the word straight jacket from it. Uh, and it's a restrained thing. So this bit is almost an echo uh, of blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And there's no getting away from the fact that it really means that there is only one way to achieve the peace and serenity that all humanity seeks. And that's by bringing a radical change in our own consciousness. Everything else is just moving the deck chairs on the Titanic. We're all going down eventually, and we better get used to it. The only thing that will make a difference to our experience of that and our ability to have an effect on others is the work that we do on our own consciousness. The narrow gate is the portal 
that we have been talking about over the last few weeks. The first mistake that we make is to think that we're separate from everything else, and we're not. We are living in a universe that's all one, that we are a drop in the ocean. A drop, yes, but also a part of that ocean. And in reality, we can see the interdependence of all things. And also the fact that if you break down the universe, it's just a soup of carbon atoms and we're each just a part of that soup. The only difference is that we are a conscious part. We're aware of existing. We can think about it. We can rationalize. And we rationalize ourselves as being separate because it's easier for our minds to deal with the situation as a separate entity. Whereas the reality is that we are a part of a whole. That being said, our awareness of being alive comes through that portal of consciousness. Each of us has our own little portal into that hole and we look into it. And we look at each other, thinking ourselves being separate, but in reality, we're just one of 14 billion eyes looking into the same reality. Our purpose in life is to become a conduit for love that's at the heart of all things and bring that love through that portal to enable the overall consciousness to develop. That, that's the overall picture that relates to us being a portal. The portal is the narrow gate. It's the one place where we connect to our universe. It's the present moment. As opposed to the broad gate, the wide gate, and that's the gate that's seen by those who think of themselves separate from everything else, and the trick that the mind plays to help with survival. The mind tells us that we're separate, and therefore we see every possible way of acting in the world. We can do anything that our minds can conceive of. That's the broad gate. Whereas the narrow gate sees that the only place where we connect with the universe is the present moment. And that our expression has to be one of love responding to what comes to us in that present moment. You can see how wide and broad is the gate where you can do anything that your mind can conceive of and how narrow is the gate, which is just your own connection to the present moment. So Jesus is suggesting that we choose those straightened circumstances of eschewing the richness of possibility that our minds dream up for us and instead choose to live in the small window or portal that is the present moment. But as Jesus has said already in the sermon, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all this will be given to you as well. We think that the broad gate of our mind's possibilities will give us anything we want. But Jesus is saying, if you use that one portal of the present moment, and trust the universe in that present moment, then everything will be brought to you and will give you the satisfaction 
and the peace that you crave. It won't be the same for all of us because we're all different. We're all living different lives with a different purpose on earth. The mind can't work out what that purpose is. It can only present endless possibilities for us to choose from, just this huge, broad sense of possibilities that we can do anything. But if you trust the universe, if you trust this present moment and your life's purposes within that, they'll unfold in front of you without you having to do anything. And you'll reach and fulfill the goal that you were born to fulfill. You can't know that goal. It can't be thought up by your mind. It can only be achieved by trusting your life and what the universe brings to you. To respond to that in love is all that we have to do in this narrow gate. And by doing that, we do transform our consciousness and we fulfill the quest that our ancestors embarked upon. You were of the same blood and genes as them. They passed on your ancestors, their quest to you, the next generation, having done the best they could in their generation. You've inherited that quest, and it's no less a quest than the quest for the Holy Grail, the realization of the portal that leads us to an intimate relationship with the divine. The realization of that portal is the quest of all humanity, whether they know it or not. And once they find it, then they can live the life that they were born to live rather than having to search anymore. It's all there in the Arthurian story, which is why it's so powerful. You and the Grail are one. But that's another sermon. <laughs> so discovering the narrow gate is to discover the portal of the present moment. And our focus on that enables us to do the work of transformation that makes a difference not just for ourselves, but for all awakened consciousness, leading to that moment, the omega point or the second coming, where the ending is changed and the Titanic doesn't sink, but remains afloat. I watch a lot of films and plays and I often think how great it would be if you could change the ending of books or films. If Romeo and Juliet had lived happily ever after, if Othello realised that Desdemona wasn't cheating on him and it was all down to Iago, if I watched Dr Shivago one more time, would Lara look round from the tram and see him running after her? Or if Thelma and Louise didn't have to go over that cliff? And if the captain of the Titanic had seen the iceberg in time and avoided the disaster? We're a part of that transforming the process, transforming the sad ending of death 
into the resurrection of life. That, that is the promise, the Christian promise of Jesus, the way of, of that the resurrection transforms death to life. And that's going through the narrow gate of the present moment. Entering that gate enables us to really change and to affect the evolution of all around us and therefore move us to that happy ending where the Titanic eventually stays afloat. Now, the temptation is to try and think it up for ourselves, and that's what our mind does. You know, for centuries, civilization has been trying to think up ways on its own of getting it right, to bring about happiness, to avoid the sinking by moving those deck chairs around. But, but it never seems to work. You just have to take a look around. The only way to change both ourselves and the world is through the narrow gate, through that portal of the present moment. And over the centuries, people have more and more been realizing that. Jesus, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Muhammad, and millions of people have been working on this. We are the inheritors of that work. And now it's our turn. Why? Because we're alive. They're all dead now. And we can stand on their shoulders. And it's our turn to make a difference. It's your turn. It's my turn. And the only question is whether you're going to take your turn and play your part or head down through that wide gate like most of the people of the world. And how do you take your turn? Well, you realize the importance of that portal of the present moment, that narrow gate, and you practice staying true to it. Being here is one way. Meditating is another. Walking in the mountains is another. Practicing realizing that true connection to life through the present moment and responding to what happens to you, whatever that might be, with love that you've inherited and love that you have within you. Having that portal be a way of you pouring love into creation through your response to what comes your way through that portal. That's what we're about here collectively at the chapel, both individually and when we're together. And my role is just to remind you of that purpose. You already know it because it's there in front of you all the time. There is nothing else. There is just that present moment. There's just this portal, just this narrow gate. Everything else is just in our minds. The wide gate sees all those possibilities and wants us to chase after them. The narrow gate takes us to the engine room of change. And remembering that is half the battle. We forget most of the time. We forget in the grocery store. We forget at dinner with friends. We forget with our family at home. We forget when we get up from where we're sitting right now and move to the kitchen. 
I forget between getting up from my meditation and turning my computer on. And when you forget, you become enthralled again by your mind and you're moving through that wide gate again. So we have to train ourselves to remember and in remembering, control our minds to not worry, to not judge, to ask for help. Jesus is so clear about the direction and the instruction as to how to get there. We just have to put it into practice. As the Tao Te Ching says, do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till right action arises by itself? The master does not seek fulfillment. Not seeking, not expecting, she is present and can welcome all things. It's amazing how these different philosophies come together. We just have to be in that present moment and wait for right action to arise by itself. When the water is clear, not muddied by the mind, not trying to get anything or expecting anything, but being present and welcoming all things. So another description of the narrow gate. So see if you can remember it. Embark on your own personal quest for that holy grail and make your difference to the way that things end up. It's what you were sent here to do. Let's pray. So any thoughts about narrow gate? Um, we've got um, uh, uh, Shelley's lovely flowers, which are very narrow gate-ish, I think, as well. She, she picked up that theme, which I yeah. so appreciate. So did you, any thoughts from you? Well, once again, I, it's so helpful to think of the whole Sermon on the Mount as Jesus' instructions for how to um, live skillfully, which is yeah. what we bang on a lot about at the chapel, um, and that it's a philosophy for living. And... First of all, so I find that really a helpful way of looking at it. And then the thought of, of entering the narrow gate um, simply being um, a gateway to a life of deep contentment and inner abundance. Yeah. And um, sometimes we don't, read, we don't read it that way. It feels um, too difficult or, you, you know. And, but the, the fact is it, it's by just doing what you were saying about Going through that portal, that the commitment to doing that gives way to the abundance that we all long for. So that, that was my... Well, I, I love the fact that, I mean, it just hangs together so well. You, you, you know, we, you, you've got that, you know, do not worry. And then you've got do not judge. And you've got ask, you know, ask when there's a problem. And there's all controlling your mind. Jesus is saying, you know, make sure that your mind is in control. And then... He actually says, because this is the way forward. That, yeah. Because this is how we act. And it's so easy when you're just here to be worrying about whatever's going to happen. And your mind immediately takes you, am I going to knock over that candle? You know, what's going to happen? Is, am I going to go off the air? You know, all the different worries that are there. But that stops me actually being present and, and responding in this moment to you. And, and that, that's where... 
the richness absolutely comes. Yeah, because we can only always ever be in right now, really, yeah. can't we? But I, I also really love that, that line you used about um, uh, entering the narrow gate is, is go, going through to the engine room of change. Is yes. That what you said, like, um, like it's, so, it's so dynamic. It's the engine room of change. I mean, that's where I want to live. Yes. You know? um, and, then, and then one other thought um, was that the whole thing of right action is interesting to me because right as the Tao Te Ching said, that the, the right action arises by itself. There's something about uh, you, you don't need to force right action, but by living in the present moment, by entering the narrow gate, <clears throat> right action results. And um, I'm, I'm extra interested in this because of the Enneagram, which is a, as a, an Enneagram 9, for those who are interested in that. Uh, right action is, is an important part of that. And um, so it's just, that's interesting. The, when you're in the flow, like, but at the end of the day, life flows when you're following this philosophy that Jesus has laid out for us. What, what he's actually saying is the key relationship that you have is not with your wife or your mom or your children. The key relationship, in other words, that which you have to focus on is your relationship to that present moment. And that is where all your attention has to be. And everything else, you, you, you know, your wife or your children or, or your friends, they come into that and you then relate to them. But it is through that portal and, and everything else. I love that idea that everything else, that the broad gate, it just so explains the broad gate, which is that you can, I can do anything. I, you know, I, I can do anything. With, you know, when you're young, you think, I can do anything with my life. I can do this or that. You know, I'm going to be a teacher or a doctor or whatever it is. Your mind takes you right. And sometimes it's just so confusing. You just don't know. But actually, by developing that relationship with the present moment and seeing what comes to you, then you're given all that you need in order to be able to develop that. The, the, the deep serenity that everybody seeks. You can see why it's called the narrow gate, because it feels like such treasure. Like what we're, we're saying just feels like um, this an amazing secret, like if only people knew how to do, the, you know, how to do this. Yeah. This is what the world so badly needs, to, to know how to do this. And, and you relate to that, you know, the, the pearl of great price, the treasure found in the field. You know, you can see that through the parables, how he's actually saying that this is the actual you know, way to do it. This is the treasure. And yeah, it is. It, it is the great secret that is kind of, that, you know, goes through all the generations. And I think that, you know, there is a realization. We look around, I was talking to Mac earlier on about, you know, 2020 and things like that, what this generation has had to deal with, you know, the uh, 9-11 and, you know, everything that's, that's come up and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, we think that previous generation had to deal with two world wars and things like that. There is that sense you know, I think of moving forward. You can see civilization gradually realizing the importance of, of values and things like that. And, and we're now part of that. That idea that, it, I think it's so important, the idea that it's our turn. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be done by somebody else. We're alive and it's our turn to do that. Yeah. And one other thing I have to mention, because I, I, I almost um, lost it in the, just now when I was listening. I really got the thing that... Um, we're living within a coherent universe yeah. and it's all going to end well in the end. Like the, the hope, the hope of, of resurrection in the end, you know, loss and renewal, loss and renewal all the way through. But the, the end point is hopeful. Yeah. And I, I, um, that, I, I just had a moment when you were talking earlier that that hit me. That's, you know, to live within that context 
is um it's just amazing you Good. know so yeah i think i'll leave it let's quit while we're ahead on that <laughs> that's great thanks for listening if you feel moved to make a donation to the chapel please go to aspenchapel.org thank you and if you'd like to receive these podcasts regularly subscribe to the aspen chapel through apple google play youtube or any other outlet <laughs>